0: Dark Satellite Media I'm over here now No need for introduction, it's the drunken monk Turn this shit up a little, son I'm up in smoke, sipping McCarty Till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy for Ferrari And we out, got to go jump in a mosh pit Full of hundreds of hot chicks Saying something obnoxious like I gotta put my foot in your ass permit When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn Blast Furnace We're up The Brooklyn Blast Furnace Podcast the, uh, the Isolation Sessions volume, what did I say? 12, James? Yeah, 12. Volume 12. James Saboni. I pronounced it
1: right, right? That's right. That's it. All uh, right, good shit. Um, formally of, I hate even using the word formally. <laughs> we'll
0: get into that because it still bothers me. I have to I'll be completely honest, man. It bothers yeah, me. Yeah, man. And I'm sure it bothers a lot of people, formerly of Bane, um, yeah. Loma Prieta, yep. and
1: a short-lived band, I believe, uh, you had a band called Faze, yep. called correct? That's right, yep. So, man, let's get into... That's
0: right, yep. Let's get to you because honestly, I never. I mean, I've, I've obviously, I've seen you play. I don't know how many times with Bane, several times. Yeah. Um, but I never met you personally. Um, Zach was a different story. Yeah. I've met Zach before. We've bullshitted before. Um, so I kind of knew, like,
1: kind of where to go, I guess. But um, where, like, are you originally from California or no? Are oh, you freezing Yeah, You're a yeah, we'll you're free, the room. You're, yeah, you're free try uh that's all good. Cool. I'll try uh this is, this is living happens. Room. that's
0: fine. Yeah. This is what happens sometimes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's all good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool, let's try that. Let's try. So are you originally from California or no? No, I'm actually from florida where i still live gotcha um, yeah but it is funny because you know both my two main bands, bane and loma pieta one's from california one's from boston obviously right. so i just always been traveling always been the guy from out of town but i never i never wanted to move like loma was trying to convince me to move to san francisco for a while and the bane guys are trying to get me up there to the northeast but i'm just a florida guy dude hey, i love you it, raise. Where, where in florida uh, i live in Jacksonville now. Okay. the last like 15 years but i'm from like a small beach town called flagler beach like by daytona beach kind of the same thing as daytona beach
0: okay yeah i, I lived in my i lived in miami for a couple, for about a year like oh shit yeah this was in like 2000 2008 i think that's all it's like 2008 for like a year i couldn't take it no more man
1: really was it for you
0: no, nah, like it sounded like a good idea because even though I was b- born and raised in Brooklyn, yeah, and you would think that because I live in the Northeast that I'm used to the weather and the co- I hate the cold, dude. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I complain about it. I, I can't take it. So yeah. at the time I had a job offer from an old Air Force buddy of mine to go down to Miami. I'm like, you know what? At the time my parents lived like 45 minutes away in a, pl- in a-, in a town called Hallandale. So okay. I'm like, why not, right? Why not? I'll go down yeah. there, don't have to shovel snow anymore, I have a good job, yeah. my parents are right there, no problem. Yeah. But it was cool for about four months, I'm going to say. I was like, uh. nice. And then I wanted that one little cold day. It was like, it was like continuously the same thing. It was like, yeah. it's going to be 85 degrees, it's going to be hot as balls, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to rain, for an hour, it's gonna flood everything. <laughs> and then it's gonna be ninety-five degrees. It doesn't get cooled off. It just gets hotter after it rains. And then exactly, after, yeah. And then after about eight, nine months of that, man, I'm like, you know what? I gotta get out of here. Gotta get yeah. out. Then we came back, yeah, up, you know. and Then we came came back uh, up north, and then you know, back to the same old
1: shit. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it Double was. Snuff. I mean,
0: for a vacation, it's great. You know,
1: all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, so you, I'm, the, I'm the same as I'm the same as you, but the opposite. Where I hate the heat Been in my whole life, I still complain about the heat just like you do with the snow. But <laughs> but it's good. I don't know. It's just it's what I know. I guess you know.
0: Yeah, man. I always said I would rather I would rather sweat my ass off than be shivering cold. Yeah, always, <laughs> no matter. Me, what. Too. Yeah, man.
1: me too.
0: Shit. So, did you? Um, how old are you? If you don't
1: mind me asking. Thirty-four.
0: Okay. I'm yeah ten years, I'm ten years old, bro. I'm ten years older
1: <laughs> um, yeah good.
0: yeah um so like when were were you in like any local bands in Florida, like what got you into like this whole hardcore punk rock thing,
1: man yeah, man, uh, I did some bands early on, but what got me into it was, uh, I don't have an older brother, or nothing I lost a lot of people get into, it, but I had a best friend with an older brother, you know, and he like what was it. He was like mad into skateboarding and a cool 80s hardcore and punk music. And he was like our fucking God, you know, like mm-hmm. he would, he would burn us mixtapes that had all the cool fucking punk bands on him. My first skateboard was a hand-me-down from that dude. Like first time I saw a porno mag was hiding under that guy's bed. We like, when he would leave, we would go through his shit. Cause we thought he was so cool. Anything he had, we had to know about. And right. Yeah, so like he just turned me and my best friend at the time, just turned us both on. And you know, probably like you and a lot of dudes that are real dedicated to it, man, I just like never looked back. I just couldn't get enough punk, couldn't get enough hardcore. Like, yeah. And then, you know, eventually you figure out that there's a whole community, that there's a whole syndicate. It's not, (laughs) it's more than just like some cool, fast songs. And you're like, damn, this is like a, a lifestyle. It's like a reason, it's a reason to be around people. It's like, yeah, man, I, and that's yeah. never changed for me, you know. Yeah, it's definitely, um,
0: it's unique. That's for yeah. sure, man. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. And you know, it sounds cliche to people that listen, you know, that are going to be listening because it's. I mean, the podcast it started out as like a hardcore thing, but I've done other stuff, but you know, I try to switch it up a little bit. But yeah, but it's you know the whole the, the base of it is you know fans, you know kids fans are hardcore and metal and stuff, but um. It might sound cliche, but it's, it's actually absolutely unique. There's no other scene on the planet like it. Like, Hell yeah. I was speaking with Zach. We're on podcast time. So I'm going to say, well, I was speaking to Zach last week. And, <laughs> um, and um, you know, at, at that final show, it's like people came from all over the world. And, I mean, I'm not even going to toot my own horn, but I booked a couple of little small shows, probably about two dozen shows in Brooklyn. And there was a show that I booked, and I had a version of Leeway headline it. Fuck and yes. it was kind of like full circle for me, because that was the band that made me step over into metal, into hardcore way back in the day. So it was cool full to have like Eddie and those guys play my show. But like, yeah. there was like one dude, and it was a lot for that one little show, a little tiny little spot in Brooklyn, where a dude fucking flew all the way from Germany. Leeway on a sunday afternoon like so amazing yeah dude so so i mean i'm not i don't shit on what people like i mean you like what you like i don't care what kind of music it is it might not be for me but i don't shit on what people like but it's like i'm not seeing some guy from like you know germany flying into like the Barclays center to come see jay-z play right it's not happening it's but not. some guess but some guy who's a blue collar guy puts his money away who lives in like some little apartment or whatever version of an apartment in Germany or whatever to fly, take off of work and fly all the way to the United States to pay ten dollars to get into a show and <laughs> watch a band for a half hour. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the dedication Dude. is unparalleled to anybody anything else.
1: Dude, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, and some
0: people get it, some people will never get it, and I'm glad that the most majority of people will never get it, because it makes too, it man. that much more special. Me too, people I totally feel the same way. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, I fucking love it. You know, when, when when I was, I don't know, I think I got my turning point when I was like 14 or 15, I grew up listening to metal, and then, yeah. I mean, I still do, I'm not going to knock it, I still do. but that turning point was when I was like 14 or 15 and I love it more than I ever did. Yeah,
1: me too. Same for me, man.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. So what was on that? What was on that mixtape that you got from your local legend?
1: Dude, uh, I remember the first, the first song I I always remember. And I'm not even a big fan of this band really, but I always love this song. It's that song, uh, do what you must by bad religion okay like a real fast maybe like a 40 second song it's just a fast beat the whole time the lyrics are real angsty and cool like i'm familiar with it i'm not a big i'm not a huge bad religion fan either but i'm familiar with the song it's a good one yeah dude like (laughs) i i still like warm up playing that song guitar when i play guitar it's like a good riff and you know there's that lyric like go to hell like superman it's just so fucking (laughs) straight to the point it's like Especially when you're, you know, 13, it's just so fucking badass. You're yeah, like,
0: yeah, man. You're yeah. like that, that uncomfortable, awkward age. You're angry. You're not even sure why you're angry. Exactly. You're rebellious. Yeah, dude. Of course. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Man. Completely identify with that shit. Yeah. So what else? what else was on there? Anything like, what year, what, what year are we talking here about, though?
1: Let's think. So I was probably, that first tape, I had to be, I was young, man. Probably 12 or 13. I'm 34 now. God damn. So 20-something years ago yeah so like late 90s yeah actually i'll tell you this i know i would say 1997 maybe because in 1997 i went to a warp tour and that was like my first time you know from a small town so we didn't have shows it was my first time seeing it in real life like sick of it all played and a bunch of bands like you know pennywise that type thing yeah and it was the first time i got to see in real life. freaky looking motherfuckers circle pits fucking moshing like a whole you know? different world from just yeah Listening to it and being there exactly crazy. yeah yeah and you remember those type of things back then there were so many giveaways every label was there giving away cds and stickers and we were coming home with like a bag full of shit and just being obsessed with everything i got you know every mix every little sampler cd or tape Trying to find out everything I could by the bands, and then you know from there, going to the U C D store and seeing if I could afford a used tape or used by any band that I now who I knew, and then yeah, yeah, man. reading like, liner notes, yeah, looking at the t-shirts they're wearing, yeah, yeah, it's, I, love that. I know, it's great, dude. So yeah. you just did? Did you always play bass? Was that something you were just drawn to? Yeah, both my parents are musicians, but okay. my dad played. My dad plays the drums and mom plays the guitar, so I so those two were out. You know, I thought it was lame. Like I didn't, <laughs> I was re, I was a rebellious kid. Like I thought I didn't want anyone preaching to me, teaching me, like uh, breathing down my neck, saying I'm playing wrong, or I want to do my own damn thing. So I was like, I right. guess I'll play bass. You know, like yeah, why not? Was, yeah, and they couldn't like interfere. It was like, my, this is my shit. Yeah. So and now I like playing drums a lot and I like playing guitar a lot, but. I still feel most comfortable on bass for sure. So they they were musicians.
0: So like, what was, what were you, what was like in the background in your house? Was this like music always playing in your house when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, it was a musical house, but man, it wasn't, it wasn't that cool. You know, it it wasn't like, (laughs) you know, neither of them had taste in music. That was that they both liked kind of folky stuff or like, you know, maybe like the bigger rock stuff, like the Beatles and stuff, but sure. All the classic rock stuff, classic rock stuff, but none of it. And even now as an adult, and I do like a lot of that stuff, it's not really my favorite stuff still. Like I do love, like I love Hendrix and shit, but I don't love the Beatles as much as they did. So right. I don't really, I really don't feel like I was too influenced by it. Maybe the idea of, of starting to want to play maybe. Right. But uh, to me, it was still like an act of rebellion. It was like, yeah. I just want to fucking play punk music. Almost like, oh, you guys know your fancy chords and your time signatures. They both are musically trained and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to fucking know any of that shit. Yeah, you I not want I t- don't want it up. <laughs> yeah. I don't want lessons. I don't want to play with my fingers. I want to like be loud and noisy. I want to be the opposite of musical.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I tried, dude. I tried, but I don't have the patience. my My fingers didn't... T- I'm like, I got to put my this one over this one, and it's <laughs> close. I'm like, my, my hands don't bend that way, dude. I ain't doing this. Yeah, so if dude. I was ever in a band,
1: which I was never in a band, I would just have to be a singer, just yell at people. Dude, I yeah. remember you grabbing the mic, dude. You could sing. You could have been. I can't sing. Yeah, I could sing the end of, like, Ali Frasia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <know>? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your, that was like it. my goal. That.
0: Like every time I went to see you guys, I'd always steal Zach's mic and try to try to try to. I remember it was awesome. I remember that. Yeah, I did it at the final show, man. We'll, we'll we'll get into that as we go because that's a whole deal. That was cool. Yeah. Well, Maybe, anyone, uh, anyone who's listening right now who listened to the Zach episode, I'm probably gonna repeat a couple of little small things five times in a row, <laughs> every single member that I got coming on. So, you know, just bear with me, the people that are listening. Yeah. So yeah, dude. Um, so, all right. So, so you, you, you fucked around in a couple of little local bands when you were younger.
1: Yeah. There was, there was one band that got to do some stuff that got, you know, got to tour and put out a couple of records. It was called Casey Jones. And, um, We did a tour with Bane before I was in Bane. It was one of those European things where it's like four bands all sharing one big giant double-decker bus. Oh shit. Yeah, and I was already a huge fucking Bane fan. And uh, like, my favorite band, you know, huge fan. Yeah. So, we got to do that tour.
0: This this was around what year? Just so I could just have it in my head, like.
1: I was probably like 22. And again, I'm 34, so 10, 12 years ago. So maybe, like, the note was out, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The note was out, yep. Okay. Yeah, definitely note was out. Yeah, because the note came out in 05. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's yeah, pretty much it. Right, yeah. yeah. Note, I'm just the trying to take a picture in my head of time frame, that's all. Yeah, 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 totally. The note had been out, and I loved it. And, and we shared a... So we, we got asked to do the tour, we were like, fuck yeah, let's do the tour. And then, we assumed we would do it in a van, like we'd always done every tour. And then the company that booked the tour was like, you know, there might be room on a, on a bus. We're like, oh shit. And, it was, and remember it was us, it was Casey Jones, Bane, and Unearth. Okay. I was sharing a bus. And I don't think I knew anyone. I, I hadn't met anyone in Bane yet, but we just fucking clicked, man. Just fucking clicked. Like, me, especially me and Bedard and me and Zach, but like me and Bedard would stay up shooting the shit, watching movies, talking hardcore until the sun came up every morning on that bus ride. And you're all, you're all jet lagged and shit, you know? Yeah, of course. So it's easy to stay up late, but we would be like, like talking hardcore, like playing cards or whatever until six, seven in the morning. And I was like, you know, it became tight with those guys. Yeah. And uh, I remember like anytime they would do something in the U.S., I would just like hit up Zach or Bedard and be like, Yo, let me roll with you. Let me sell merch. Let me just kick it. And then a couple times, there was room in the van, and they were like, yeah, just come. Come hop in the van. So I would go on tour, just chilling, not really having a job, just kicking it. Yeah. Just yeah. fun yeah. shit
0: to do, man. Just fun yeah. to hang out with your friends, dude, right? Exactly. Dude, exactly. You get in the club, no problem. You watch the play. You hang out with your friends. You help them sell merch. That's what friends do. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah man. It's fucking yeah. great. Yeah, so you you put out you put out a record in your former band. Yeah, there's a couple records. Casey Jones did a couple records. Okay, it didn't like, it didn't feel like it got much hype outside of Florida. You know, and it and it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and we did, yeah, for whatever reason, somebody put the record out in Europe, and we got to go to Europe maybe four times. I think went to Europe, and that and was your, put,
0: and that was that was the first band. Is that the first band that you actually
1: had something released by? Pretty much. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. That's not two- too bad, bro. That's not too bad for four trips to Europe, bro. You yeah, I mean? dude. <laughs> Some that's people true, never get to Europe, ever.
1: Uh, dude, I know. I, I do feel thankful for that shit. Yeah, and we were young. You know, the first time we started going there, we were like 20. And I remember being like, damn, that's a good way to be 20 years old. Like, not a lot of 20-year-olds get that. I felt really lucky. I still feel really lucky, man. Yeah, I yeah, really dude. do. Fucking Yeah. Dude.
0: Now, now. I don't know about timeline wise, like when, when were you in Loma Prieta before Bain? Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Actually, yep. I, th- I figured it was a little bit and now, all right, I'll let you talk. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I get ahead you. of myself and I just start going and it's not about me. It's about you.
1: Dude, all good. man. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. I was in Loma for a few years before Bane, and I remember actually when, you know, I love this story, but when Bedard asked me to be in Bane, that's how he started it. He was like, yo, what's up with Loma Prieta? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, what do you got going on? And I was like, we're doing this and that. We had this tour coming up or, you know, we had a couple of shows coming up and it was, the band was going real well. And he was like, oh, cool, man. I'm glad, the, I'm glad the band's doing good. And I was like, okay. Like, why are you asking me? You know, thanks, but why are you asking me? Yeah. He was like, oh, I just wanted you to know that uh, if you were, weren't busy, we were going to ask you to be in Bane. <laughs> I was like, what, motherfucker? I was like, yeah, I want to be in Bane. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, He's what like, would I want to be? That's fucking fun, yeah. cool, man. He's like, are you sure you're not too busy? I don't want to fuck up your shit. It sounds like life's good. And I was like, yeah, life's good, but life could be great. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I- I'll be in fucking bane, man. And he even said, he was like, I don't want you to make a rush decision. Why don't you think about it for a week and then call me and after you had a chance to think about it. I was like, I don't need to do that, man. If it makes you feel better, I'll, I'll wait a week. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think about it. I said, all right. So I waited a week. How'd you break the news? How'd you break the news to, to Loma? Dude, they were cool. They were they were happy for me for sure. And okay. uh, yeah, they were cool. And I told them that I'd be busy for, for a little while, but they... We had a buddy of ours fill in on bass for them, so it wasn't a big deal. If if Bane wasn't busy and Lil Mike got to do something, I would do both. Yeah. And then if, uh, if I was busy with Bane, yeah, they had a kind of a, a. We have a good friend who would fill in. He's actually already filled in for guitar too. He's like knows all the songs, so he would just kind of he was always there to step in, step up, and do the tours. And he loves touring. He got to go to Europe with them and stuff. So it's a win win, I think.
0: Yeah, you never. But you you never recorded anything with Bane,
1: though. No. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I joined like I think the conversation really started when they were recording the last record.
0: Yeah,
1: I think that's when it kind of came up. Is there really wasn't a bass player in the band right then? You know. Yeah. So yeah. they so they were like
0: you kind of I guess replaced
1: or or came in right after. Pete was it Pete? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's interesting because it was Pete originally and then Stu played for a little while and Stu left and they had a couple people helping out here and there but nothing concrete and then pete came back to track the don't wait up records and I, you know i think zach did some of the bass on that too yeah i think two of them both did bass but you know pete wasn't interested in touring or doing the band again he was just kind of helping out yeah and i think it was like in the studio was when they were like well fuck if if we're going to put a record out, we're going to be a tour in full time. We're going to need a bass player, you know? And somehow dude, I don't know how, how my name came up in that conversation <laughs> and I'm glad it did. I'm fucking glad it did. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck. All right. So yeah.
0: that's how it happened. All right. So that's how you joined Bane. So now I told this story last week, but I'll talk yeah. to you again because cool. obviously I'm speaking to you. I, I, I knew about Bane. I had heard, the trip, but for some weird reason, they weren't like on my radar at the time. I don't know okay. why. I have no yeah. idea why, for whatever reason. And then I heard, because Sick of It All is my favorite band ever, right? Hell yeah. So, so they came out with that, Our Impact Will Be Felt, the tribute record to uh-huh. Sick of It All. Yep. If nobody knows it's an album called, Our Impact Will Be Felt, and it's a whole bunch of different bands doing all Sick of It All covers. Like Sepultura does Scratch the Surface. And Bane does We Stand Alone. Yeah. So I heard that. I'm like, all right, cool. But then that was basically it. Like I was doing whatever. And then Bane opened up for Sick of It All in 2009 at the Gramercy Theater. Mm. And that's the first time I saw Bane live. And I'm like, what? The fuck, you know? Yeah, I was. I had Zach laughing last. I had Zach laughing because I was like, "Dude, I remember the shirt you were wearing. It was like this (laughs) cartoon of like a brontosaurus on it. It It was like a silly thing." And he was laughing. He's like, "I remember that shirt." But I saw them, and that's like another thing. It's like, okay, you hear something, and then you go see them live, and it's completely different. And I'm like, "Yo, yeah, what the fuck?" And then I think, right after that, I went and I bought like all the Bane shit that I can get. And then I also told Zach, I'm going to say if I missed two shows from then until the end, it would be a lot. Every time he played Manhattan, Jersey, I was there. Every single time, like no matter what. So the band quickly became legitimately one of my favorite bands ever. Like
1: Dude, hell yeah,
0: r- because all my favorite bands minus Bane, I all I got into way back in like the early nineties, like you know Agnostic Front and Sick of It All and, and, and Leeway and all those bands. But Bane is the one that stuck out later on that is up there with those other bands, me, yeah and yeah and out of those two shows that I missed. There might have been one, but one of them was actually cut short, and that was the one. It was your guys you were playing that night, and it was the final show at Webster Hall in the Marlin Room.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: The it was the fourth fourth song. Like there was other bands playing, and I saved my energy because I like to. I gotta go off. There's certain songs that make me go crazy to you guys and blah, 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 blah. I take my phone out of the side of my of my, of my pants and I get up onto the stage, I go to the side and I, and I put my phone like next to like an amp so I don't lose it. So, yeah. it was the fourth song and all you guys are going fucking crazy because you always do and there's wires and there's Aaron and Aaron D- 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 Dahlback is doing his youth crew jumps and everything. Yeah. There's people going crazy. So I'm trying, to, I'm listening to the song and there's a specific spot where I need to go and I need to flip. And it was swan song. Yeah. So as I go, I go and I flip into the crowd and I'm on top of everybody and I'm going to adjust myself. And as, I, as I'm trying to get my footing, I look up and there's somebody like a foot away from me jumping from the stage, lands on me, my back cracks into the ground. Yeah. No. Dude, I, I I explained it last week to Zach the same way. It felt like I've I've gotten hurt at hardcore shows. I don't know how many times. Like my jaw still clicks from a fucking hate breed show. Black eyes, wow. bumps, bruises, all that shit. But it was the worst one. It felt like I got stabbed with an ice pit. and wow. I, I could hardly get up. And I wound up having to leave because I could hardly walk. I was like, I was like, this is bad. This is really bad like, it's nothing. Not something like oh I got like the wind knocked out of me or just shake it off which happens all the time. No. Yeah. I wound up in the fucking hospital. Right? Fuck. Yeah, dude. I wound up in the hospital like a week off of work. It Ooh. was bad. It was bad. Yeah. My spine was all fucked up. It was bent at a 35 degree angle at the bottom. Yeah, it was on my sciatic. It was crazy, dude. It was, That is crazy. It was crazy. So I had to, I was like, motherfucker. And it's funny because I saw like that summer, I saw the kid that did it at this is hardcore. And he was like, yo, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, I'm not mad at you, man. Like, this is what happens. So, and for some weird reason, there was like a month worth, there was like a month time where there was like no shows that, that I really cared about. And then there was the final Bane show. And I'm like, I got to get myself right. And I got to redeem myself. And And I did. And I did. That show was fucking crazy. And I made it up to the stage and all that stuff, but yeah,
1: man, it was funky.
0: Dude. Yeah, was My Dude. biggest injury at a hardcore show,
1: but Dude. what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? You know? Dude, I, one time I got a good, uh, I got a gig getting fucked up at a hardcore show story. Okay. Well, time- oh,
0: let's, let's start getting fucked up at a hardcore <laughs> show. <'cause
1: I> can- <laughs> Dude, one what, what time I was like 16, I was at an agnostic front show in a small venue, like Maybe holds like three hundred people, four hundred people. It was packed, sold out show. I'm maybe you know I was pretty fearless at that age. Moshin. you know, you know the the tough crowd AF show, you know. Yeah, and, uh, they bring out a uh, they bring out a rowdy bunch. Those guys, they do, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sixteen. I'm a little skater kid, and and um, I think I think it was a head somebody's head. I'm not sure though. Went hit me in the mouth and like. Um, my teeth like stabbed my lip and like ripped my lip where I was like hanging like an inch off my mouth. Nah, nice. uh, yeah, and it was just fucking blood. everywhere. oh, and, you know I'm straight edge now. I went straight edge a few years after that, but I was drunk as fuck, a 16 year old drunk kid. Yeah. we were just drinking beers in the parking lot, and um, so I'm just bleeding so much. And we're going into the bathroom, and it's my fucking lip just hanging there. It's disgusting. And I was like, I fucking think I have to go to the hospital. I think I got fucking call my mom you know ah. so i leave the sh- <laughs> i leave the show walk to a pay phone you know pre-cell phone shit yeah I, got, I can barely talk i'm like mom i'm got hurt of the show can you pick me up you know and uh <laughs> so my, and i gotta hide that i'm drunk you know like i gotta yeah. so she wakes up she drives across town picks me up i'm trying to act sober and um we go to the hospital we go to the er you know, wait forever, and I'm just trying to like fucking. I do we have ice or whatever? And we finally see the doctor, and the doctor's like, you know, at, noticed I'm bleeding so much. Like, have you been drinking or anything? And I'm like, no, no, dude, no, dude, no I'm, I'm acting, now. I'm acting all weird
0: because I got like I feel dizzy. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, dude. I got hit in the head. I yeah, I got, the head. I got hit in the head. I just, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm all
0: out of sorts,
1: <laughs> dude. And I remember the doctor saying this awkward, awkward ass shit to say in front of your mom is he was like, he looks at my mom and he goes, remember when you had him and he, and he busted out of your vagina? What? <laughs> yeah. That's what the doctor said to your mom? doctor, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I like, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, the, the texture of a lip is similar to the texture of a vagina. And uh, your, your vagina healed nicely, I'm sure, after getting busted wide open. So don't worry, his lip's going to heal fine. We don't need any do any plastic surgery. And I was like, "What the fuck, man?
0: <laughs> what are you like in a back alley, like Bob's fucking doctor,
1: right? Dude, <laughs> that's right? Crazy. I know. I was like, why is this doctor talking to me, and my mom about her vagina?'
0: And why are you saying it like that, like busting out of it?
1: Like, I know. What are you, doc? Yeah, I know. Are you drunk? Man, yeah, I dude. Exactly. So that was. That's when I got fucked up at a hardcore show. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I
0: have so many, dude. I don't. Even, I don't even know, like. I mean, especially years ago when it was always everything was always so packed like packed out yeah like there was no room to make the hardcore horseshoe you know what i mean right. there was no room to do that it was just like you were packed in and that was that and i mean i like the next day i'd you know i'd get up i'd take a shower and i'd look and it had bruises all over me my leg my back <laughs> I don't know how the fuck they happened but I'd be marked up like crazy scratches on my like, my mother years ago she'd said what the fuck are you doing I'm like cool, yeah show it's like oh you guys are crazy you're all crazy not <laughs> a fun shit I'm going again tonight you know whatever mm-hmm. Let's go see whatever but yeah Kate breed at Starland Ballroom in Jersey in like Ooh. 2007 or something like that didn't even see it I think it I think it was an elbow like caught me on my jaw and like it would that way I thought I mean I probably like another couple of pounds of pressure definitely would have broke my jaw because I couldn't for about two weeks I couldn't clench my teeth together like even as far down as I went with my jaw my teeth wouldn't like meet Ugh. yeah so now it's still it's it still dude. clicks
1: yeah yeah, it's yeah awesome. it still clicks hey Breach, show yeah I don't know these are the things that happen <laughs> dude yo man you know what's funny is I. I think I was at that Hatebreed show, dude. With yeah. the terror, do you remember if Terror played?
0: I don't know. No, it it was a, it was weird because it was a Sunday, and oh. it was a Sunday, and there was a couple of bands that played. But I went there with thinking that that Hatebreed is going on at like a certain time. Yeah. But when I got there, I got there at like eight o'clock. And as soon as I got there, the lights went down and Hatebreed came on.
1: Oh shit! Sure. It was like it was an
0: earlier than usual show. Terror didn't play that show. One of okay. my uh, Terror is one of my favorite bands ever.
1: Oh yeah. Hell yeah, dude! So good.
0: It. Yeah, I did one. Of th- I did one of these with Scott Vogel, man. Jesus. Sick! And some somebody like him, he's just he's just such a he's just a fan of hardcore. Like, yeah, he's such a fan. It's just so fucking one of the greatest.
1: Yeah, dude, I love that yeah i dude. love that yeah man i i always love that sort of fanaticism about that that we all have about hardcore that draws people that are so fucking passionate even sometimes nerdy you know about loving oh, some bro shit. i can it's get like, i can get nerdy all day long about this
0: and oh, damn. i love it
1: dude.
0: yeah certain records and certain things and just certain uh production and yeah sounds different and like It's just I can we can go down such a crazy weird fucking rabbit hole when it comes to it, you know. And you talk about different eras and then different bands, different regions, European band. Oh, forget it. We can go fucking crazy (laughs) all day. Even metal, like I'm still a metal head at heart. Way back in the day, like I don't know if you have if you heard of the band Violence from way back in the day. No, I don't think I know it. San Francisco Bay Area band who came up with like Testament, Metallica, Possessed all that. Like I had Sean Killian, the singer for, Ed for it was like, I'm sitting here and it's like my 15 year old self inside <laughs> it's fanboying out. Like crazy. Maybe. Like what a surreal thing for somebody like me. Cause I'm so passionate. I love this shit so much. So,
1: right. Yeah. Dude. dude and that's, and that's the, another, you know, another obvious, I guess, beautiful thing about hardcore And I'm sure metal too, like you're saying on that pod on your podcast is that like you could reach out and touch it if you want it, you know, like there's no, There's no barriers in hardcore, you know. It's like no matter you want, like let's say talking about AF, bro. It's about Roger AF, you know. You walk up to that motherfucker at a show, say what's up, have a cool conversation about records, about hardcore. There's nothing cooler than that to me. That the idols, the legends, top tier people are just people.
0: Best, Uh, bro. the, The dudes in AF are great. Like not to say it again, but you know, putting over my own podcast. But not that long ago, before the whole pandemic thing. I did. Yeah. It was the second time they were both on. It was Mike Gallo and Vinny Stigma. Oh,
1: yeah. Fuck you. Yeah.
0: So, so, Vinny Stigma is not on social media whatsoever. He has a flip phone still, I think. <laughs> it's like I have his number, but like he doesn't know how to check his texts and shit, yeah. right? which I think is great because he's 60 yeah. something years old. He doesn't give a shit about that, which I love that. Me so, too. I hit up Mike Gallo. I'm like, yo, we should do a part two because it was like two years ago since you were on he's like yeah no doubt he gets back to me a couple of days later he's like yeah meet me at stigma's house i'm like all right cool so it's like i take the train and i'm sitting in like vinnie stigma's living room and
1: oh, yeah
0: he's wearing wooden clogs and drinking <laughs> wine and smoking a cigar and we're just bullshit. <laughs> it's like in 1992 when i saw them at seabees like on the one voice tour or whatever like i would never in a yeah. million years you know they're just like regular people and it's great. they attached to amazing bands that I grew up listening to who were like the soundtrack of my teenage years uh, until now.
1: Right. You know? it's, it's so good.
0: Yeah. Back to it being very unique in, in a special way.
1: Yeah. That's such a unique characteristic, man. Dude, you know, I, I own a record store down here. I was going to so ask yeah. you about that. Yeah. And it's kind of just like we were talking about hardcore. I like meeting people that are fanatics about jazz records that are obsessed. I like that personality type of like that sort of passion. But that is something unique about us, man, is that, you know, I got, I was talking to a kid today. I mean, I know a lot about rap. He knows more about rap than anyone I've ever met. Like as digs as deep into hip hop as, you know, we do in hardcore punk music. Yeah. But it's, but he, he doesn't get that. He can't walk up to Nas on the street. You right. can't walk up to Nas at a show and become friends with Nas. And, like, and that's a different thing, you know? But it's so cool that in hardcore you can do that, in punk music you can do yeah. that. Yeah, and it's if-
0: completely different. That, whole, hip, that yeah.
1: whole hip-hop world
0: is based on completely different things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Completely different animal.
1: Yeah, so it's like there's something so fucking cool about, yeah, people you idolize. And you said as a kid with anthrax, you idolize motherfuckers and then. Before you know it they're just your fucking bros it's like it's very strange right how shit yeah. works like that yeah it's so cool strange. yeah it's,
0: all right so so now once you get into bane
1: now you you to you did you did the whole final tour with them didn't you yeah man we did yeah i did a lot we did those motherfuckers were cool man they brought me everywhere we went to you know japan australia southeast asia south america u.s mexico canada i think i did europe even just in those few years man. i think i did europe with them four times like yeah we went ev- i went everywhere you know it was fucking you, like, awesome. saw the, you
0: basically saw the world i mean a lot yeah. of bands, a lot of bands don't even go to australia yeah never mind yeah. europe and then you get to southeast asia and shit like that like a lot of bands don't make it down there man.
1: right dude yeah man yeah I'll tell you what, man, this is, you probably, you know, the guys, you know, the other guys and but I really don't though.
0: I, I really don't like, I, like I like I'll bullshit with with Zach for a little bit, a couple of times. Yeah. I never hung out with any of them, hmm. but you know, at shows and it's basically, I just know them through shows. Like, like I'll bullshit with Dahlbeck for, you know, a couple of minutes here or there in a show, but you know how it is at a show.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: I'll say what's up to you and we'll bullshit for, you know, five minutes and then you got to go on or something else is going on. So, right. so I, I can't say that I know them. If I know right. anybody more than anybody, it's probably Zach just because we've spoken a few more times and cool. we were going back and forth for like, I think, yeah, it was like, this is hardcore 2017 when 10 yard fight played. I mm-hmm. saw Zach there. And we cool. were bullshit. and then I think at that time is when I asked him if we can meet up and do the podcast. And that's when oh, cool. I was, I was adamant about only doing them face to face. Like I never wanted uh, to phone thing, but at I least did. this is better. So at least I could see you like being on the yeah. phone with you doing this. It'd just be weird. Um, yeah. So we were going back and forth like two years. And then I'm like, you want to just do the zoom thing? Because who the fuck knows? And he's like,
1: yeah, fuck so, yeah."
0: So that's like, I mean, if I know anybody more than any of the other guys is, is that I, not, I, I think I said what's up to Bedard, maybe like once or twice a so, like, yo, you killed a great show,
1: like, and that's it. And I kept it moving. Right. You know? Quick. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when they had like asked me to do all that shit too, and you would, maybe you'd expect this from, from the band, but they all, I never felt like a new guy for one fucking second. Like it never felt like any sort of like yeah, I wasn't a founding member, nothing like they wanted my opinion on shows to do on tours to do on bands to bring out. They wanted my opinion on fucking merch designs. They If we ever made any money, they wanted to split it completely equal. Like they were the coolest motherfucking band. They could have been like, Hey dude, we've worked hard at this for fucking 15 years and you're the new guy. We're going to pay you a little less, or you're going to, you're just going to come along and do what we say. You're going to do the tours that we want you to do. But it was like from, from the very first time that we, I talked to them about being in the band, it, it, I felt like a permanent member. And it was like, it's fucking cool, man. They're just those kind of guys. Like no, perfect. no hierarchy bullshit, you know, like that's awesome.
0: That's I know, awesome. Man. Cause a lot of bands are like that. You know, you have your, your founding members and then right. 94 different band member changes. And, A lot of the reasons why, I'm just speculating, but a lot of the reasons why is probably because those founding members are slighting the other guys because they guarded it or whatever. But that's great that it was just
1: split five ways across the board. That's fucking great, dude. So fair. Because, you know, they knew how how excited I was. They could have been like, oh, he's anxious. I would have done it for free. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, yeah. If they were like, hey, you want to come to Europe for free? I would have been like, Yeah. yeah. You no, know, they could have done anything. I was excited to be a part of it, but they so fucking fair all the fucking time. Like, yeah, if I if they said, "Hey, you want to go play this show?" and I said, ah, "I think that show's whack," or "I I don't want to play with those bands," or any anything, or I think that T-shirt looks ugly. All right, scrap it, throw it away. Like, every everyone's opinion was so like valued in that in that band, man. It's cool. Yeah, really, that is really awesome. Cool. that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So now.
0: Let's lead up to what were you thinking
1: about when the final show was going to happen? Fuck. Dude, so much, so much. I hate even talking about this. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I tell you what, you know, we had like, there was an, Two years before the final show, or maybe a little longer than two years, there was like a literal bucket list email thread going on where someone would say, okay, before we would break up, I want to make sure we do... This is Hardcore again, okay? I, I was make there. Sure we do... I was at
0: that final This is Hardcore dude. show. That, was that shit was fucking fun, dude. dude. That but it's so rafts fun. and
1: tubes and dude. beach balls. Yo, let's dude, have a party. Dude, so So sexy. fun. Yeah. That should end up. That was actually on my birthday weekend too. I, I remember that they gave you a cake on the stage. Yeah, yeah. I was there. I know. It was right there. So fun, but but, uh, (laughs) so we had this email list, and it was like, okay, a literal bucket list. Like, and everyone was contributing what they want to do. I want to go to Japan one more time. I want to play United Blood one more time. I want, you know, and uh, and then we had we kind of drew it all out. The dude that booked the band, he like book the tours he kind of like made a real ass interview i got two years like okay here's what you're going to do and we just kind of crossed it off the list and it was a two-year list it felt like it would it felt like it should be two years and then i and it went by so fucking fast man like, yeah, it just felt like sure. one day one day i woke up and it was like all right it, it all we did everything and now the only thing left is the final show and it was fucking scary <laughs> it was like no like and I, man, I'll tell you, there was a lot of times in that band where it was like, "Oh fuck, did we make the wrong decision? Like, why are we why are we breaking up? This is so fun. The band was getting along so well. The shows were so ill. Like, it didn't seem like any logical reason to break up anymore. It was like we were all enjoying it. You know, y'all we were. I don't know. It was, it was crazy. So, but there's you know there's no backing out. You know, like <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> it was like well. You got it. We do. You know, I remember I heard, I remember one time I heard Bedard say it, you know, he's so good with fucking words. And he was just talking casually to someone. He said, I feel like we wrote, we just picked up a rock and threw it. And then we just took steps until we got to the rock. And when we hit the rock, it's all over. And I remember being like, yeah, we're just taking these big steps to the rock. And now we're here. Like, this is it. We, we threw the rock, dude. We set it off. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the last show was, yeah, it was crazy, man. <laughs> it was,
0: was a Friday and a Saturday. I was there the Saturday. Sick. And, and Zach was saying that, that after the Friday show, he was a mess. He was a yeah. mess. But then the, the final show, which is easily in like my top three shows ever, yeah. um, your set list was fucking bananas. You guys were people <laughs> like fucking two hours or something yo, you know it was like it was like an hour and change in and i remember Badon saying you know how you guys think uh what will you think if i tell you that we're just about maybe halfway done with our set like, <laughs> fuck man. crazy Dude. Man. god man yo, what a fucking send-off what a great fucking show yeah
1: thanks man that was so fucking fun it I, was so
0: packed it was just
1: packed it was hot as fuck yeah oh yeah. my god man it sucks because so much of it's a blur you know i wish i could i wish it was in slow motion you know like we we're trying to watch the lineup was so stacked you're trying to watch the bands you're trying to see old friends and new friends and you know there's so many people you want to say hello to and it's like you know, obviously just, like, anxiety or nerves about the gig. It's just, like, so much I feel like I missed or I wish I would have captured more. Dude. Yeah. Terror was, Terror was supposed to play that show. That sounds right. Yeah. Terror was supposed to play, but Scott was having his neck issue. Oh, fuck. And saves the day, replaced Terror. Ah, dude. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah
0: cuz if you look some people didn't take it down if you look online every somewhere you'll see an old original flyer for the final show and i think i might even have a Terror's on that shit
1: damn that's crazy yeah bit like, fucking nuts i know but you know that that first bane tour was also the first saves the day tour we did it together you know that
0: that's see that's full circle awesome yeah
1: shit.
0: yeah that's, that's like it, you know Poetry, yeah.
1: I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is that the right word? What am I even saying? Dude, it's, it is like that. It is poetic. Yeah, that's but.
0: it. Poetic. I'm poetry.
1: But yeah, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, but we all were like psyched that they were down to do it. You know, because obviously they hit a new echelon in popularity yeah. over those twenty years or whatever. So yeah. it was really cool them to come come do it. You know, I, I I wondered last time they had played a show maybe with like hardcore kids and stage diving and all that kind of shit right i i, I imagine most of their shows have a barrier or maybe it's a different kind of audience a less interactive audience so i always I kind, kind of remember watching them and go man it's probably fun for them they probably don't have this kind of energy of their shows anymore probably not. Yeah. yeah now but.
0: I asked Zach, ask Zach, and every single person that, that I'm doing this with, I'm going to ask, I have to ask, you know, because I, I want to also get different perspectives. Um, yeah. Now, I didn't know this until I was wrapping up with Zach, that the whole situation with the whole Sonny Hate 5-6 final show. Yeah. And holding these moments, the documentary. Right. Now, Zach said that he was the last person that the documentary is done. Okay. And, yeah. And he watched it. Everybody watched it. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Obviously, you watched it as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Dude. I, I'll I, tell you what. I, yeah. I was like, I was like weirdly nervous about the doc and not, not like that I'm doubting dan the guy who make doc his talent or anything and i do like that dude a lot he's awesome but i remember he kind of approached us and said with the idea i want to make a documentary i want to follow you around and just sort of being like these things could be cheesy you know like documentary about a band it could be cheesy but whatever fuck it i remember thinking you know feeling honored and that someone would want to even do a doc And then he's following us around, and it took so long for us to see like uh, a see it. And I was like, I wonder if it's going to be any good. Like, what if it sucks? You know, what if what if it's not well done? I'm a big movie guy. I'm a huge documentary guy, and I feel like I'm critical. I'm, you know, I feel like I'm. Yeah. So I was like, and and Dan is talented, and he's a camera operator. But I was like, can he make a movie? Can he direct a movie? Like, you know, a doc. And so I was like. I guess skeptical is the word. I don't know. I was a little nervous about it. Then, and he, we knew he was working on it and we had seen little five minute clip here, five minute clip there, but we hadn't seen much. And then one night, just fucking, he sent an email. Yo, here's the doc. Like, I hadn't even talked to him in three months probably. And I was like, oh, fuck, the doc. And I was like, all right. Like, let's watch the fucking movie. And man, I really, really loved it, dude. I really, I really loved it and as a bane fan you know come a bane fan first you know like i feel like i'm the most unbiased to anyone that's seen it yeah and and um and as a fan there's like crazy early footage there's cool he does a good job of telling the whole story from from the beginning to the end but also focusing on just the final tour too and um i think he fucking nailed it i think it's awesome and um you know, it seems like he took our criticisms too. Like there was a, you know, it was a few things here or there. Like t- for me, tiny things. Like oh, I thought this part went on a little long, or I thought that could have been a little bit slicker. And every time I hit him up, he's like, definitely, sure, I'll, I'll change it. So oh shit, yeah, man. I to be honest, I was like, I was fully impressed, and I, and I wouldn't lie about that. If, right. If, if I didn't like it, I would have been like, let's not talk about the doc. You know, <laughs> like yeah, right. I'm excited, man. I'm really, really excited. I'm almost, you know, I'm almost proud of it. You know, it went from like being like, I hope this isn't lame to being like, I'm excited for everyone to see this. Like, yeah, I can't
0: wait, dude. Yeah. I can't Wait to fucking see I'm dying. Chomping at the bit. And <laughs> what what, made, what popped in my head, why I wanted to ask you about the documentary is because you had just said that there was conversations in the van about maybe we shouldn't be fucking quitting at this point and zach left off with this part you know when we were talking about the documentary he was he left off with basically
1: saying that it kind of felt like it ended with the feeling of a band that might have called it quits a little too soon yeah yeah i I feel that way and i hated that he said that Yeah, man. I, I, rem- dude, I remember, dude, I remember doing an interview with Dan on one of those last couple of shows, last couple of shows of the, of the US tour, and him being like, you know, do you, do you, what do you think about the breakup? And I said, if you asked all five of us separately, just casually, hey, do you want Bane to break up? I feel like all five of us say no. I feel like all five of us at that point, you know, just a few months before the final show, all would have said, no, I don't want to. I don't want the band to break up. But like I said, it just—it was just too late, man. Like damn, there's no damn. going back. I even had friends telling me, pulling me aside. It's not too late. All you gotta do is, you know, whatever. Issue a statement or whatever silly thing. Like and just be honest and say we fucked up. We want to do a couple more years. But who said that? A couple, a couple friends would pull me aside and tell me. All right, well, those couple of friends aren't wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, a big part about it was that we just been promoting all those tours, like last time in Japan, yeah. last time in Europe. And I was like, people were flying around to see us, like making, you know, spending a lot of money to see us, yeah, you know, bending backwards because it was their last chance. And it just seems like you can't cheapen that. I don't know, man. It just seems like you kind of owe it to those people. Yeah.
0: Even though it doesn't sit right with me, I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I could very easily be like, if you guys announce it, like, use a back, I could easily put that other feeling right to the back, you know? Yeah. I'd be right in the middle of that shit with a shit-eating grin on my face waiting. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah.
1: Dude. Shit, dude.
0: (laughs) Damn. Alright, so, real quick um, I had mentioned right when we first started um, Recording That you had a band, a, short, a short-lived band I guess called Phase
1: Yeah And what was
0: the deal with them? You, are you, is that a dead band? Are you, it's a-
1: yeah, it's over it was, it, it was short-lived, but man, it was super fun It was like, some sure. of my best friends From Jacksonville And I think we got going right before, I think I, you know, Bane was kind of wrapping up And it seemed like a good time to start something new And when we started, all of us lived in Jacksonville. And then we put out a demo and the singer moved to Tampa, which isn't that far. So I was like, okay, singers in Tampa, we can still do it. And then we we did one tour on the East coast. We put out, our friend Sam put out a seven inch for us and, um, we really enjoyed it. And it was like, okay, maybe we do another seven inch or whatever. And then two of the other guys moved to Atlanta. And then now I'm the only guy in Jacksonville. And I was like, oh, this might be a little harder. Atlanta, Jacksonville, Tampa. And then the singer moved to New York. And I was like, okay, like, let's yeah, yeah, let's just is. call it. Gotcha. It was a really fun band. And I really liked the songs that we did. And that's evidence is cool, in my opinion. And I think that we would have done a lot more. But, but also, man, I, I'll tell you what. That band was like, we had a little list of things we wanted to do. And we did them all. It was like, let's do a 7-inch on Triple B Records, our friend's label. We did that. Let's do an East Coast tour. We did that. Like, let's play United Blood. We got to do that. Let's play uh, America's Hardcore. We got to do that. And we just kind of, like, did all these things, and we were happy with where it was at. And it was like, I mean, maybe it's a good time to to call it. Like, we did these little little goals. You know, I think one of the beautiful things about hardcore is that there's never... It shouldn't be a dream to get any anywhere in particular, any fame or any money. And right. it's like, yeah, I think sometimes the best thing a hardcore band can do is do one album or two albums and, and then break up. It's, it's a good lifespan for a hardcore band. You know,
0: it actually is. Absolutely. It's yeah. The bane is, is not in a fucking sneeze at. It's very, very, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some we mentioned sick of it all earlier, other earlier. I love sick of it all too. And some bands, have a fucking legacy. You know, like they oh, are they build a fucking they build a fortress, you know? But a, a lot, lot of hardcore bands I'm sure that you and I both love just did one record, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Look at like That's Cool. Look at like, you know, Gorilla Biscuits. Perfect. Yeah. One record. Dude, it's perfect. It's That's fucking it. perfect. Yeah. Dude, I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you have a record store yeah, I got a record store called Tiger Records in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, uh, you guys open? You're not open right now, right? Dude, we just reopened, actually. Awesome. All right,
0: Yeah. Good. You know, when, uh, dude, are you on like social media? Do you have a website that you can
1: honk out of here so maybe people can see? Yeah, man. You? On Instagram, it's Tiger Rex. R-E-C-S. Okay. Tiger Rex on Instagram. Yeah, I post every day. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. You know, Florida's fucking crazy. So, like, Shit's already almost back to normal here. For better or worse, I, I'm not really staying opinion on it. I'm just saying like, Florida's fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, so, it's,
0: a fi- it's like Texas is a different country
1: and Florida's a different country. Dude, it's Without so a- true. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So like, I feel, man, you know, New York and California, especially, I feel like locked down tight and early and cautiously. And then Florida was like, yeah, we'll lock down later. And then we locked down and then it was like immediately like, all right open up that open up this open up this so the store was only closed for a few weeks which was nice good um yeah because you know it's fucking hard it's a new new business bills are high really stressful but now we're back and um good to hear that i'm glad yeah thanks man and uh to be honest like i couldn't be more psyched and overwhelmed and thankful the community here like really supported me that my first week back like People were, you know, I think anxious to leave the house. They bought a lot of records and, um, and it really helped me. I was a big boost that I really, really needed. And it's a cool scene down here with cool people. And, um, but yeah, the record store opened in November. So it'll be six months, maybe in a week, six months old. And, uh, man, it's like a dream come true for me. Like that's like my whole goddamn life. was like, all I want to do is be in a touring band, play hardcore music. That's all I want to do. And the second thing was all I want to do is have a record store. And like, I'm very fortunate, man, that when one sort of ended, I was lucky enough to kind of tour from about age 20 to about 30. And then the secondary goal was always to do this. And, it um, took a lot of fucking Beautiful. work, it took a lot of time, but yeah. Congratulations,
0: and, uh, man. You put your books in man. And, you, and you fucking, you did what you set out
1: to do, man. I commend thanks, you for that. That's great. Thanks, man. Yeah, Feel, man. It feels really good. It should. Good and i'm going to start a little like a little label out of the store too just like put out some records from punk bands and hardcore bands mostly friends stuff nothing too ambitious but yeah that's always been a little bit of a dream so in can not? live through the store yeah but awesome. yeah, it's been really fucking fun man it's been really fun so now yeah. one final question yeah if
0: you got a phone call <laughs> from the other guys
1: you know what I'm gonna ask you, yeah <laughs> would you play it again would Would you join and play again, Oh, man, have you talked to B-Dart yet? Have you talked to Dart about this yet? Not yet, I'm curious what he says.
0: I got well, <laughs> I know what Zach's answer is. I'm not gonna tell you um, because I'll just be repeating what people just heard, um, yeah, okay, so the yeah. order. The order, as of right now, people, I'm in podcast time, but as I'm sitting here, it's Zach is done. Obviously, I'm recording with you, James. Monday, I'm recording with Bedard. Cool. And then I believe it's next Thursday is Dahlbeck. Cool. And then Bobby is, we're, we're, we're talking, but we're going to figure it out, but he's absolutely 100% in. Cool. So he's going to be the last one. Fuck Yeah. So that's why I want five different answers. So Dude, what's five, your answer? What's five, your answer? I don't, okay. you, can, you can't be like, I want to know what Badon says. No, no,
1: no. no. I'm, just, I'm just curious. No. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious what he would say to that. Um, I don't know, man. I, I Of course, I'll be lying if I said that it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> like, of course, it'd be so fucking fun. I fucking dream about that shit. But I, I don't know. Just, I'll tell you what. It would be fun. And, but I tell you, at least as of now, it would it wouldn't feel right to me. It, it, it honestly wouldn't feel right to me. I can't say that I'll feel that way forever. I can't say that in a couple of years that might change. But it feels like um, it ended in a good place. It feels fair to the people. I, I mean, I'm not saying there's not situ circumstances that could change that if um, if someone was really sick and really needed money, you know, something that was really important. A really good cause, like life and actual life and death shit, and this could be a way to fund something like that, where that made the band feel smaller. Like, like you know, this is more important. Of course, I'd do something like that, whatever I could. If there was a really like a one big
0: one-off for somebody, like to help, right?
1: Right. You know, something that feels unselfish. It feels not not exploiting the band or exploiting band's fans, but for something. Real, and honestly, man, I would only do it if it felt like if we were awesome, you know, if we looked good, sounded good, like if I feel like we still had it, the energy, like I don't know, but yeah. So, my answer, I guess, is that uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't feel right, but you know, maybe one day if something extreme happened, then uh, I'd be I'd be more int- more open to it. Gotcha.
0: Hey man, fair enough, dude. Like that's, yeah. I can't argue with that, man. Yeah. I get it. I, I completely get it. I can't yeah. wait to get things out of Bedard, man. <laughs> 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 Pick that fucking guy's brain like crazy. Yeah, 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 dude. Well, awesome, yeah. man. Well, all right, You said it's
1: Tiger Rex on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, man. You have a website yet or no? No, nah, I just got the domain, but I haven't actually built it yet. So all right,
0: well, all right, well, that's fine. Well, yeah. cool, man. Now, I ask everybody. I think I already know what you're going to end this with because what I do is I'm going to put this out. This is going to go up on YouTube raw, just how it is. And I'm cool. going to do it on, on like the, the Facebook group page. I'm going to put this video out. But then cool. I'm also going to put out the audio version, which everyone who listens to podcasts, it's going to be everywhere, iTunes everywhere. And I always I put like my podcast intro on, and then I always end with a song if I have a band member on. So obviously there's going to be five weeks of Bane people and five, five different Bane songs. So what song you want to end with? Anti
1: up baby. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. know We were talking on the phone. I know that's your favorite. Yo, man, I got to say, dude, I'm not trying to gas him up too hard, but we all know that Bedard writes fucking sick lyrics and, uh, and there's a lot of them to pick from, man. But when I, my favorite thing as a listener is when he like would incorporate something like a, some depth with something that he's into like basketball he would you know have a basketball fucking reference in this case a fucking poker reference you know like you'd find boxing obviously in your favorite song like you'd find ways to find his passions and draw them in in such a cool way and i feel like antia does that perfectly it's like it's a poker song but it's a lot more than a poker song i think it's such a cool one It's, yeah. fucking,
0: it's deep shit, man Like you listen like, And I said this to Zach It's like There's no there's no other band Lyrically or sonically That's like Bane And that's what sets you guys apart I think to me Because I'm a big lyrics person Like yeah. it's, not, it's not cookie cutter It's not It's completely different And that's what Made you guys stick out And put you guys over here Instead of in the pile You know Right Dude, hell yeah so. Hell yeah Awesome dude. James, thank you so much for your time. We went an hour and ten minutes. Beautiful. Yeah. That was fun, man. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Shoot like I said, we just shoot the shit, talk hardcore music, whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Dude, Especially yeah. focusing on Bane. I miss yeah.
1: that, Dan. <laughs> thank you, man.
0: <laughs> dude, thank you so much for your time. Good luck with your record store. Thank you. We're glad shit's opening up back there down in crazy ass Florida. out of doubt dude and i'll definitely i'll definitely um i'll be in touch obviously i'll tag you and you'll you'll know the week before once you see zach come out you're the next friday at noon then on and on but we'll be in touch i'll
1: let you know everything all that cool man thank you so much for your time thanks dude talk to you soon be good all right later later brother